Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We're learning Mishnah and Simin Yodalit Siv Dalid, Shir number 44, Hilchus Tzitzis. And Mechaber tells us, Mutter Litol Talis Chaveroi Ulevarech Aleho. You are permitted to take your friend's Talis and to make a bracha on your friend's Talis, even without permission. There's a stipulation, though. There's a tznai. And the stipulation is, just as long as you make sure that you put it back the same way you found it. This is this is the be a mensch part of halacha. And, and that's what the, the Mechaber is telling us. So, the Ramah adds... The same halacha is by tefillin, tefillin. Meaning what? That you're permitted to take someone's tefillin without his permission, just as long as we'll see later on, Hilchos Tefillin is more on this topic, just as long as you make sure to put it back the same way you found it. Different people wrap their tefillin different ways, and you want to make sure that you wrap it up the same way that you had it before you unwrapped it, you found it. However, the Ramah says, and we have to know how does this play itself out in this generation, the Ramah says that one is not permitted to take someone else's safer without permission. And what's the concern? The concern is because while you're using it, the nature of the safer is that you might rip it. So when it comes to talis, when it comes to tefillin, we're saying you are permitted to use someone else's talis and someone else's tefillin just as long as you put it back the same way you found it. But when it comes to someone safer, you should not use it without his permission because of the concern that if you use it without permission, you'll use it even with permission, you might rip it. But if he gives you permission, he understands. That's just the nature of they rip sometimes. We will see, there are those that say the halach is different, and the reason for that is because svarim are made and bound on a, on a higher quality level, as opposed to in the times of the Ramah, that the Ramah is bringing down from before him, in the times of the Rishonim, and therefore there is a greater leniency. Now, I will add that if one does use someone else's safer without permission... And the person, unless you open up the Savior, it says, you know, you're allowed to use it without permission. Or that's it doesn't even say that. You still have to make sure that you put it back exactly where you found it. You have to return it exactly to the place where you picked it up from. The halacha doesn't change in regards to the talis and tefillin that you have to put it back the same way you found it. So just to, just like by the talis and tefillin, you have to put it back the same way you found it. So to make sure to put back the Savior. I want to digress for one minute. On that topic, Rav Aaron Kotler and the stipler, Zechronim Lavrach, they write very strong words in letters about people who use svarim and do not return those svarim to the shelves. Very strong words. The word in those letters, you can even find the word Russia. It's a very strong word. And they're saying that the person is learning from it, and the person is benefiting from it, 
and he's not caring about the next person. He is causing bittel taira. You hear this? He's causing people not to learn because he finishes learning and he just leaves a safe on the table. He walks away. To digress further for another second on the same point, we also have to be careful to have derech with the safer and with our chaveirim. What does that mean? Excuse me for being a little graphic about it sometimes, but it's unfortunately, you have the shul sitter, a chumish, a safer from the shul for the base knesses, and people use a Kleenex, they use a tissue, they put it underneath the safer, and then they close it, and it gets stuck to the safer. This is, this is excuse me for saying it like that, this is utterly, as we just said, disgusting. This is not appropriate. It's moles. And these things happen. Besides spreading germs and people getting repulsed from it, it it's just, it's, where's the Derech Eretz? Right? Derech Eretz, that's, they always ask, where's Daf Aleph in Gemara? It's always start from Daf Beis. That's Derech Eretz. That's where it comes from. Let's see now the Mishmur inside. Sif Kotin Yud Gimel. So we say, talis We said, you're allowed to take your friend's talis and make a bracha on it. Perush, We're saying you're allowed to take it Shlomi Daita without his permission. Now, what's the reason why that's permissible? And the reason is, says the Mishnabrura, the Nichale Leinish, the Leovet Mitzvah Bemamayne. A person wants, person wants someone to use his items in order to fulfill a mitzvah. The the Undana, the understanding of Ayid, the attitude, the mindset is that a person is here to do mitzvahs. You're going to do a mitzvah. So if you have an, a mitzvah item that someone can use, you'll be happy with him using your item to do a mitzvah. In this case, the item we're discussing here is that of a talus. However, the Mishra clarifies. This that a person is okay, Ruvain will be okay for you to use his talus, is dafka bakroi. I will be also. That's only bakroi. Akroi means that he does it once in a while. Doesn't mean every single day that you use his talus. It's not gonna. It's not gonna last as, as long. It doesn't mean every day you're using his tefillin. It means once in a while you forgot whatever whatever the you know you forgot. You don't have your talus here. You don't have your tefillin here. Or the same thing by by dollar minim. You came to shul and you realize ah oh, you're there on time Baruch Hashem, but you forgot your, your lulav at, at, at home. So you go back and forth. You miss davening. So you you borrow your friend's lulav. He already davened with early meaning, but to every single day use his lulav. You know, you shake the lulav. You're gonna, you know, he's not gonna sell you. Appreciate that, and that's what the place can say at this point. Another point says the Mishnah: even though you are permitted to use the lulav bakroi, you look, excuse me, not the lulav, the tzitzis, the talis bakroi, akroi meaning occasionally. It's daf. It's only if it's used in the place where you are. But to take it away from the location where it's in and to take it and use it in a different location, that is not permissible. That is Asr. Why? Because it could be the person doesn't want, he doesn't mind if he uses his, his, his item, his talis, but he doesn't want you to take it out from the location where he has it. And if he's makbid on that, when he has all the right to be makbid, now it's called gezel. Now it's called stealing. Now we have a different problem. Because we all you know, chuckle about 
a lulav hagazel, a stolen lulav, a talis, you can't steal a talis no mitzvah. You say, who's going to steal a lulav? Who's going to steal it? You know who? This is a perfect scenario. The person is allowed, you're allowed to take someone's talis. You're allowed to take it. But let's say you come to a minion, you open up your friend's talis bag, you take out his talis, and you go to a different shul, and dive in a different shul because that's where the minion is at that time, and there's no meaning at the place where his talus bag is. Without permission. It could be his makar. You want to use my talus money? What are you taking it to a different shul for? What happens if you forget it there? You put it down there. Before you know it, it's stolen. It's lost. Because you stole it. So now the person's diving to Hashem with a stolen talus. That's what Mishra is saying here. Only in the place where you are can you use it without permission. Prima Godman says the Mishnah Shakasa of the Behold Gavne Roy Lizoi Kishabail of Imo Shishalen, Vain Semchala Hazak of Mohim Shechol Navarre, Navarre Bikal. Koshikainim Yadeo Shumakit. The Prima Godman says, This that we say, Nihilayla Inish, that a person is okay for you to use his item to do a mitzvah, that's only if he's not there. That's only if he's not in front of you. But if he's, if he's in front of you, if he's right in front of you, so you have to ask him permission. If he's there, you don't just take it and he dive in at the first minion. Right? Like by us in the morning. So someone dives in the first minion, and then you realize your talus is not there. It's after Yantif, you forgot it at home. But you have your tefillin. So he's standing right next to you. You have to ask him permission. If, you, if he's, you don't say, we can rely on the chazaka, on the status quo, that a person will be happy for me to... Especially if someone's right in front of you. It's not, you take away his item. It's, it's, it's not Derek Heretz. Now, he says, if you know the person's makbit, let's say you know someone does not like to lend out his talus. He had a bad experience once, whatever the case might be. He doesn't like to lend out his tefillin. You can't go ahead and take his talus and fill him and say, oh, the chazaki is the status quo, is that people like to lend the talus and fill him. You know he doesn't like to. So if he doesn't, you can't tell him, no, we, we know the halach is people like to lend. He says, oh, excuse me, I don't like when people borrow my tefillin. I don't like when people borrow my, my talus. You can't take it without his permission in such a case like this. And the same thing would apply to other mitzvah items as well. Siv caught in your doubt. So we said in Mechaber, on the top of the page, we said, Mutter litol talis chaveroi, you are permitted to take your friend's talis, ulevarech aleo, and you can make a brach on it. Ubulvad yiso, just as long as you fold it back, the same way you found it, if you found it folded. Says the Mishnah Ruhr, take a look at the Mogin of Ram. We are number 14 in the English. So, here's the story. Previously, we have learned that you have to own the talus. That was the previous halachas. You have to own the talus, just like you have to own your lulav on the first day of Sukkot. So, the Shaila is here. The Mechaber says you can make a bracha on it. Well, the question is, do you own it? So how, how are you making a bracha on it? But Mechaber says you're allowed to. So perhaps we can suggest that what the Mechaber says you can make a bracha is because it's built into the fact that you will let me borrow your talus even though you're not there. So you'll also give me that ownership of the talus. You'll give me the ownership of the talus. It's like a gift for that time when I use it. You have to say perhaps a svar like this or other svaras as well that it gives me ownership of the talus. That I'm borrowing it 
and you give me ownership to use that talus nabarim. However, still a question. Nice. Do I own it? Do I not own it? Because if I don't own it, how do I make a bracha? So therefore, the Derech HaChaim says, the Better to have a mind that I'm not acquiring this talis. I'm not acquiring it. If I'm not acquiring it, I don't. It's not mine. If it's not mine. I don't make a brach. Sivkot Tezvav, folded back the way you found it. The Kipul Harishoin, the same way it was folded the first time. Now that that means you sh- as you try to pay attention, it's not always easy. Not always easy. You know, there are different people over here at the Shia right now. It could be each and every one of us fold their towels differently. And I know somebody who folds his towels the same way, you know, like when you buy a towel for the first time. I, I, it's very hard to figure that out. I know somebody, it seems like he's doing it, he spends like, you know, like a good, good amount of time. Wrap it, wrap it. I don't know how they do it like that. But he, it seems like he folds it the same exact way that you get it out of the bag. Most people don't do it like that. So you have to try to do as best as possible. And the same thing applies by tefillin. If you know the person, you take out, take out the tefillin shalyad. And you see all of the ritzuas are wrapped on one side. So when you put it away, do it all on one side. If it's wrapped half and half, put it away also half and half. Sometimes people get a little fancy. They make it like look like a, like a bird. You know, the, the ritzuas sticking out. Okay, you try your best. Says further, what about on Shabbos? Shabbos is a whole shiloh. If you're allowed to fold your talus or not. The shayla is because of tikkun mana. Tikkun mana means you're fixing an item. So if you put it back on the same crease, it could be some place would say it's a problem because it's tikkun mana. So let's say you're borrowing someone's talus on Shabbos. So now what do you do? You fold it back the same way. So now, you, now you're doing tikkun mana according to those paiskin. So do you have to fold it back the same way on Shabbos or not? Says the Mishnah Rura, it was Shabbos, he kabbalah saw, veloi. On Shabbos you fold it, but not like not like the same way it was folded when you got it out of the bag. And the reason for that is because of the concern we just mentioned, that that there are those places that say that it is a problem of tikkun mana. There is an aruch shulchan that is lenient on this. So what one can do, and I just want to point out, even though you're not folding it on the crease, you don't have to make it look like a pancake. You don't have to like wrap it up like in like a ball, you know, and, and flatten it down, this and that. You can go close to the crease. Yeah. You go close to it. And after Shabbos, if you're around, you can fix it. Or after Shabbos, you're not around, that person will fix it. Right. That's what he's saying over here. The Mogin Avram says on Shabbos, he says not to fold it at all. The Magen Avram is lenient, meaning what? What's the leniency? The leniency is that you don't have to fold it at all. Because the folding of it, any type of folding of it, will be like a ticket money of it. So what do you do? So you just... Grab it in the bag or just leave it on the table? You put it in a way where it's not called folding, but it's not a, a, a mishmash. You know? <laughs> try, try to find a, a nice medium. Lamaisa, I, I do want to repeat that there is an Aruch HaShulchan uh, that says you are allowed to fold it, so so uh, so there's room to be lenient on that also. Okay. Sif katin tes zayin. Mishnah says, you're allowed to use it. Uh, rather, when it comes to to um, svarim, the Ramos says you are not allowed to use it 
without permission. Afilu ba'kroi ba'alma. Now, in those days, once again, I, I, I mentioned that the swarm we have today are not like it was back then. In those, those days, even if to use a safer occasionally, we're staying as also. In other words, one might say, okay, I'm using the safer, so why do you want to look something up? So he says, no, you can't do that even if you're using it <clears throat> just once in a while. The Chayshin Hashem Yikro Behen Harbi Ash Yiskoru Mirayv Hashimush, because we're concerned that because of your using using the safer, you're going to rip it. And that, that's the nature of the safer; it rips. Primagod. The Mishmur brings the Primagodim. And the Primagodim says, people are lenient. Then when it comes to a sitter, when it comes to a machzer, they take the sitter and the machzer that's not theirs, and they use it. And they think it's it's not a problem. So he says, I don't understand, says the Primagodim. If the Ramah says it's Aser, because you might use it and rip it, so wh- wh- why is there a difference between a sitter and a, and a regular safer? In fact, you could say it's even worse. Because a sitter is used more often than a regular safer. I'm saying every single day you're using that same sitter three times a day at least. Right? Now, once again, Paiskim is Maneinu. You look at this farm we have, Baruch Hashem. The bindings are very strong. Especially now, the past uh, 15 years, the past you know 15 years, the, the bindings even mamish they reinforce a binding. Looks at some of the sedurim even, and it's like bound before you even you know before you buy it. It's like double bound, you know. So there is there is room to be lenient. But once again, if you are going to use someone's safe or someone's item, make sure to put it back exactly where you found it. Sif hey. Top of the page, the Mechaber says, Talis shall shoot. You have a talis that was purchased with partnership. You're obligated to put sitis on it. Because the Pasuk says, on the corners of your garment. And this is considered to be your garment. Says the Mishnah Rur here in Sif Katan Yud Zayin, Tal Shal Shutfin, Vital Shal Shutfis Nochri, Vishrael, or Ish Vishra, Chayemes Betzitzes, Lo Yivarachaleha. So, like what happens if you have a talis that belongs to a man? He is one of the owners, and the other owner is a non Jew. Or the other owner is a lady. So you'll say, what kind of talus is that? So first of all, you and I are thinking of the talus that we wear by davening. Right? So number one, that could be the type of garment we're talking about. Or it could be a four-corner garment that has tzitzis on it. Right? Okay? So, well, when you wear it, when when you wear it, we're saying, tal shal shutvis, it's chayim and tzitzis. Right? So, so uh, yeah, but the question is now, will you make a bracha? So he says here, The Mishra says, It's chai, but tzitzis, but don't make a bracha on it. The arts is a chayim, that's he brings with the arts is chayim, the loig, the mesek eliezer, not like the mesek eliezer. Okay. 
What's a shail over there? Because a non-Jew obviously is no shaykh to the mitzvah, right? If he's the part part of the partner, so maybe you know, right? It's, 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 uh, yeah, you're, you're yeah, and you're in your chelik, you're saying, right? You're still seeing that this is so you're thinking of the six hundred. You're, you're, you're wearing it even. You're wearing it. Yeah, yeah, that's the. And the issue is not chayav and tzitzis either, right? right? So that's, but that's the chayavir. So Iri, we're talking here shachaveir merutze sheila chaveir boy. We're talking here that your partner is okay with the fact that you're going ahead and wearing it. Who believes tzitzis? And at that point in time, he's not wearing tzitzis. Chayiv lasoys boy tzitzis. Therefore, you have to put tzitzis on such a four corner garment. Now, listen to the case now. You have a talis that was bought with partnership. You ask, what's the kind of partnership that the person is makbar on you that you shouldn't wear it? It's a kashan amaisa. Okay? Now, Ruven and Shimon are partners. Ruvain doesn't want Shimon to go wear this talus. So, since Reuben is Makbid, they're partners. If Shimon goes ahead and wears it, what's Shimon doing now? He's stealing. And the bracha he makes is an iser. He's not allowed to make a bracha. He's not allowed to wear it, and he's not allowed to make a bracha. And I feel even if the garment, the half, we'll call it half, uh, it's a larger talus, and as enough of the half that he's, so to say, wearing is, is able to cover and fulfill the mitzvah tzitzis, it's still not good. Because Shim, Reuben's makon and Shimon, he shouldn't wear it. And if he wears it, he makes a bracha, he's doing an iser of gzela, he's making a bracha, he's transgressing the iser of loy siso. Ki Because if you have a talus, so 50% yours, the 50% is his. So... If if Reuven says I don't want you taking it, making a bracha on it, so you only have two corners of a talus. So you're making a bracha for what? You can't make a bracha on two corners, right? Well, Shari, he says further. So interesting case now. He says, let's say there's a Yerusha. There's a Yerusha from a, from a parent. The father had a talus. The boys now inherit the talus. One has to make sure not to use that talus until there's, it's clarified and explained to everybody who the right owner of this talus is. Because then if not, then they have the same problem over here that, that maybe one of the brothers is stealing from the other brother. If it's not his talus yet. It sounds like a funny case. Well, Amaisa, that's what he says here. Make sure, don't make a bracha until the brother clarified who the owner is. Okay. That was Simon Yadalit. We discussed that one can take the talus of his friend, and make a bracha on it. And just as long as you fold it back the right way, you get it. Same thing by Svarim. We said nowadays there's more of a leniency by Svarim. Just make sure you put it back in the right place. And the talus that belongs to partners. Then you cannot, uh, if, if you know the partner is makbir on you, you should not make a bracha on it. You cannot make a bracha because it's stealing. Simon Tezvel, let's just begin over here 
Simon Tezvav, Imlahatir, Tzitzis, Mi Beged, Le Beged, Vedin, Nikro, Hatalis. Are you permitted to untie, Lahatir means to untie Tzitzis from one garment to another garment, Mi Beged, Le Beged, and the halachas of Vedin, Nikro, Hatalis, if your towel is ripped? Says the Mechab as if Aleph. One is permitted. One is permitted to take off his tzitzis from one talus and to put it on a different talus. But so what are you allowed to do? You're allowed to untie tzitzis from one talus. And put them and put them on a different talus. But you're not allowed to take it off talus A and not to put it on anything else. Let's just read the Ramah and take questions. Now, with this whole discussion, the Ramah is clarifying is is by when you can't take off a talus and put it on the tzitzis, rather, of a talus and just leave it off, that's only because as a person who's obligated to wear tzitzis. But let's say it's a talus of a mace. Av a you're allowed to take off the tzitzis of, of a mace, the talus shall mace him, and because he's not chayv and mitzvahs anymore. So let, let's pick up again here tomorrow from Sif Tezvav, from the beginning of Simen... Simon Tesvaf, we'll stop here.